0: Hi, I'm Michael Estrin. I'm a writer. I write Situation Normal on Substack. Uh, it's mostly slice of life humor. I like writing funny stories just about my life and telling strangers all the funny little things that happened to me. I thought though, for this project, that instead of just reading you those stories, which is kind of boring, I would just tell you those stories and I would do that by telling them to my friend Todd, who's agreed to kind of be a little co-host, audio producer, wingman. And so we're at Todd's house recording these stories. I hope you enjoy them, and I hope you come check us out at Situation Normal.
1: Uh, so, we
0: want to start
1: with some chatter, with some patter.
0: Yeah, chatter and patter. I don't know. Right. Like, we're, we're here, we're two human beings, so we should pretend like we know each other and we like each other. All right. Well, I can we don't have to pretend. We, it could be real it's just it's just us really talking well but I know but we need to back
1: into we need to back this into the story. story yeah and I don't know what the story is about so I have no idea what to talk about that will lead us into this story
0: yeah I didn't really think that through so you know this I think you know this story okay okay so this is a story uh it's technically it's a Larry story I love those um and it's a story from my childhood about getting a haircut and meeting kind of a famous guy, uh, George Burns.
1: Oh, yeah. I've heard of him.
0: Yeah. So that's what this... <laughs> oh, that, you mean, oh, that, God? Oh, oh yes. And me, meeting, oh, God. Yes. Um, meeting comedy legend George Burns. Yeah. That's what the story is. Okay. So, but we should probably get there with haircuts. Yeah. I mean, like, have you had a haircut recently?
1: The last haircut I have, uh, I did myself. You did it your, like completely solo. Well, Andrea helped with the back, but I, I, I did a lot of it myself.
0: This is where you go. Oh, it looks great. It, it does look great. <laughs> I want you to know that. You can, you can criticize my haircut, but I want you to know before you just weigh in on it, Christina is my barber now. Ah. Uh, so it, she's been my barber since covid um she's I, got so many slashes in her job title she does she, she 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 can like run a studio but she can also cut some hair um yeah she has a lot going for her <laughs> uh so right so
1: neither one of us giving keeping a big floyd's ninety
0: nine no in because, business no i mean i and like that place it's i mean there's like there's floyd's and then there's the other one that's like basic it's Rudy's. Like it, there's like oh, a yeah. there's like two chains, Floyd's and Rudy's, but they're basically the same. I get them confused. But like, do you think there's a rivalry with Big Haircut?
1: I think like them, on par with Coke and Pepsi and like McDonald's and Burger King. Like, do you think Floyd's ninety nine? They have meetings and they're yeah,
0: like, yeah. There Rudy's has to is be. coming for the right. I think they. I think Vidal Sassoon threw it down at the gauntlet right when he was like, if you don't look good. Right. We don't look good. Right. And then I think that was like a message to all barbers <laughs> that everywhere. Was the,
1: the shot across the bow.
0: Yeah. Like I think I think from that moment <laughs> on, it's it's been nonstop like hairdresser barber wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the only people who are safe are bald people. So uh, where did you get your haircut when you were a kid? So, okay. So this is the story. When I was a kid, I hated getting my haircut. Mm. I just, I hated it. And I would yell and scream and generally, I would just I would just freak out. Like, my mom took me to this place called the Yellow Balloon on Ventura Boulevard. And it's like, it's a really fancy place, right? And they, like, I guess they give you a balloon or something. But, like, they, they treat you like a kid. And it's a thing. And kids love it. Some kids love it. I hated it. Completely hated it. And I ended up getting thrown out. Like... <laughs> Because I, I think I like they handed me a balloon. I wouldn't sit there. I, right. I terrorized the place. I was a menace. They I don't, threw me out. I don't picture
1: you as like a you're not the type of person that gets thrown out of a lot of joints.
0: Well, I've been through a lot of like anger management stuff <laughs> over the years. Uh, no, I was like I was I was a really like rambunctious high energy kid. Right. And I, I when I did. And you
1: didn't like being treated like a kid.
0: I didn't like being treated like a kid. I didn't like them cutting my hair. I didn't like the, like the water, the wetting your hair, all of that stuff. And yeah. so that's like, I think I just screamed so much and they tried to placate me with like a balloon, like your kid. And I just, I screamed. I might have popped the balloon. I think I scared the other children. <laughs> I think that's probably what led to the, to the ban. I mean, cause they, they kick you out, but then they also, they kick you out and they say to your mom, never again (laughs) right and that was the the, that was the thing that then ended up my mom really really upset she comes home she tells my dad my dad just like can't believe it you know he not not his son and he was like look linda they treat him like a child he's gonna behave like a child and she's larry he is a child he's four (laughs) no worries i gotta i'm gonna take him to arts i'm gonna take him with me to arts so we go to Art's, and Art art is like, he is a super old school barber, right? Like straight razor. He's got, you know, he makes his own shaving cream, like that machine that makes the shaving cream. Yeah. And, yeah. And Well, and this is, wait, so set the scene. So you're four, so this is 85? No, no, no. So this is like 81 or 82. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm older. I was born I in 1977. Were... Yeah. Okay. So it's it's early, early 80s. This is a, this is an old school Hollywood place called Dynasty on Vine. It's, it, I, at the time in the early eighties, I think it felt old then. Like, I think, I think that people in the eighties went there and were like, this is where the old timers go. Yeah. And so Art was like one of the barbers who was there. I don't know if he owned the place or he was just kind of the head barber or something, but he kind of, he kind of ran the, the place and Art like, he had i think he had been like cutting hair for the studios so like in the studio system heyday he was like the hair of hair and makeup and over the and years eventually he got his own spot yeah like eventually he just kind of went out on his own but all of his clients were basically people like in the industry so like hair a lot of a lot of like uh sound people you know cinematographer types actors, producers, etc, right? right? Like that was his clientele. Old school Hollywood barbershop. Old school Hollywood barbershop and people like, you know, cuz like my dad had been working in the entertainment industry since he was about 15 or maybe even a little bit younger. So I guess he was referred to art at some point and that's why he started going to arts and then, you know, he kind of took me with him. So then Yeah, so what happened after that? Okay, so I'm the I'm the only kid there. And Art just lays down the law, like, like from the jump. He just says, look, in this, like, very kind of gruff voice, like, we don't, you know, we don't do any of those balloons, right? Like, any of that crap. And then you behave like an adult, or you're out of here. And I think that was, like, a, a warning, but, like, to me, it was, like, music to my ears, right? I was, yeah. I was like, yes, finally, after four years... On this earth, I'm going to be treated like the adult that I believe that I am. After my long walk through the desert, I have finally found. Yeah, I, fi- I finally, finally, somebody gets it. I, I am an adult. I get have a Get your arrived. lollipops out of my face. Yeah. So then I try to like you know climb into the chair, but it's way too big. And so they get out like they have like a booster seat, which they kind of use for like shorter people, but that's like not enough. So then they find a phone book, and then they get a second phone book, and so. <laughs> Booster seat two phone books is like the chair is like ready for Michael to sit <laughs> in it, right? That's how that's how fish out of water I am at this right. place. And it's also like, you know, this is a this is a place where like mostly like it's all adults. They're talking business and stuff and like, you know, there's like people are reading the trades and all of that and people are smoking cuz there are ashtrays and and stuff like that. Yeah. So it this is a very not a kid friendly. Right, it's 81. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's it's Ish. not kid-friendly by 1981 standards, and it's definitely not kid-friendly by 21st century yeah. standards. It is not, uh, not not the place to be oh, for awesome. a kid. Yeah. So, anyway, Art cuts my hair the first time, and it goes really well. And then, of course, we go home, and my mom wants to know, how did it go? And my dad, this is his moment for, like, shit and eat, shit-eating grin time, right? Like, he is bragging, and he's like, it went perfectly michael was behaved like a total gentleman he is welcome anytime art said that he's like a regular now he's in oh, what right a
1: compliment yeah. and
0: this is like huge for my dad and i think my mom is like a little bit annoyed that you know like that my dad was right and she was wrong but also maybe she's like a little bit happy because she doesn't have to take me anymore right she doesn't have to take me to like the yellow balloon and risk getting <laughs> humiliated by taking this this kid so I'm, like, now my dad's problem for haircuts. And every Saturday we go – like, not every Saturday, but every couple of weeks, like, three weeks or so, we'll go. And then, like, we'll we'll do the haircuts, and then we'll, like, go get lunch at this, like, burger place called Molly's that's a little bit further up the street on Vine. So, anyway, dad would go first, usually. He'd sit in the chair, and he'd talk business with Art or whoever was, like, in the chair next to him. They would talk – I would sit in the lobby i would like pretend to read the trades because like that's all there was in this (laughs) barbershop was just stacks of hollywood reporters and daily varieties right so i would just i couldn't read but i would i would flip through these magazines and be like oh yeah like somebody got a three-picture deal i'm i couldn't Ah, 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 yeah ah, ah, yeah Yeah, and people were happy about this i suppose (laughs) little four-year-old yeah "Ah. yeah did you see this yeah exactly that was that that was me so then it's my turn you know to get a haircut and i would just go and i would like you know they'd put out the booster seat and the two phone books and i'd climb into the chair and then art would cut my hair and I'd, i guess i'd fill them in on like preschool happenings right because like that was <laughs> that was my business that's your right? trades yeah and i this was my time with art to talk shop it was like well you know they're <laughs> they're really hassling me in preschool they the say preschool I, reporter yeah they say i gotta like <laughs> learn to tie my shoes and i don't know velcro is real shoelaces are a lie art (laughs) let me tell you about it that was basically me our rapport right right so i'm like a regular there i'm i'm the youngest regular but then one saturday one of art's customers has this idea and it's a bad idea he says art you should do an ad with george and larry's kid but then everybody laughed so maybe it wasn't such a bad idea then someone else says oldest client youngest client and everybody laughs again so then art thinks well that could work and a TV ad that would be good for business like because this is important bring some more people into the shop Larry do you think Linda would let the kid do a TV ad absolutely absolutely (laughs) so dad Art shake on it and then they do another deal a side deal because dad wants to provide production audio for the commercial, right? This is a gig for him too, right? Yeah. Right. So he's thinking, okay, this could be good. Family business. And Art's all in on it. Dad's in on it. Yeah. I, I guess I'm in on it. I don't know. And Art then well, says, "Well, I mean,
1: they already wrote about it in the preschool reporter." Yeah. So. This is
0: already. This is already in the in the in the in the preschool trades. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's already there. It's already the buzz of the preschool trades. But then Art says, "Look, there's just one thing. George has to meet Michael." You know how actors are, Larry, right? He's got to have approval. So then the following month, we joined comedy legend George Burns for a haircut. And that's like our meeting. The meeting did not go well. <laughs> so right off the bat, four-year-old kid, me, I begin lecturing George Burns about the dangers of smoking. And he's just tough. Puff- yeah. Yeah. Did he light up in the... Oh, he's always had, he yeah, always had a he always cigar. Had cigar. He always right. had a cigar, Right. So he's smoking his cigar and I'm telling him it's bad for your health. You're going to die. And this is a, this is a weird thing to say because like, look, I've got four years of life experience and he's probably got at that point, 80, 80 plus yeah. years of life experience. And he ended up living to like a hundred. So, right. So he proved me wrong. Right. Yeah. But he really did not like my criticism. <laughs> right and it probably didn't help that like i i would call him smelly and he'd puff on the cigar and then he would just say like mind your own business kid mind your own business like it was not going well right okay so we trade insults for this whole meeting and as my dad like later said he's like michael was just giving him hell he just wouldn't stop uh, just on and on and on and george burns just kept on kind of pushing me aside saying like mind your own business so at this point like it's pretty clear the commercial is Off that project is dead. Not turnaround; it's just dead. Right. So Dad loses the rental fee. Right. I mean, he's not going to make make money on this on this gig. Right. I lost my day rate, but also maybe I lost my like big shot. Right. Right. Like this was my chance to break into acting. Um, because you know local
1: barber commercials. You got to start somewhere. Everyone starts somewhere. yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot
0: of kids get seen out of there. you never know (laughs) you know what i mean who knows yeah so that's like what was lost but then what was really lost was we actually lost our our haircut slot because we had art had because of the meeting art had lined us up so that we would be on the same saturday right and we were going to kind of a regular cadence and then after the disastrous meeting art was like oh never never again i can't like in and look He's comedy legend George Burns. I'm a four year old with a bad attitude. Right. Right. So there's no way that I'm gonna keep the slot. He's in first right, position. He's gonna win. I, am, I yeah. am definitely in second position to George Burns. Right. So we lose the slot. And like, and, and as Art said, like he's a little bit like apologetic to my dad about like losing the slot. And he's like, look, I've never seen him so pissed, but like it's not gonna happen. Right. So we never saw George Burns again. And my acting career, I think everybody knows at this point, that did not happen. But dad always loved telling this story about the time that his son blew the opportunity to work with George Burns (laughs) and one time I just I asked dad I was like you know why didn't art just ban me I mean because as I pointed out you know I was kind of being a dick I I was the one telling George Burns what to do with himself and all that and dad told me why he didn't why art didn't ban me he goes because art agreed with you George's cigar stunk to high heaven and everybody wanted to say something. <laughs> From the mouth of babes. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's, uh, it made me think that, like, you know, that saying is like, if there's a... It takes a village to raise a child, but I think maybe it takes a child to tell the village they stink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like, that's the... Yeah.
1: yeah. You, for what it's worth, you weren't an asshole. Uh,
0: four-year-olds are assholes. Four, I think four-year-olds are assholes. It, look later on, because look at the time this story took place. Smoking was legal in the state of California. That's crazy, right? Like there were right. asht- what a
1: different time, right?
0: I mean, there were like here's a, like from from George Burns' point of view, right? It's legal and there are ashtrays. Like attached right, in to the, the chair, chair, right, right? Yeah. So like, of course he can smoke. It, it there's literally like there's accommodation for smoking. Right. There's... He smoked on the goddamn airplane. Yeah. It, <laughs> you you could you could smoke anywhere. Yeah. You like literally restaurants, airplanes. You could smoke at the doctor's office. I think. I I don't know. I never smoked at the doctor's office. I re... But you know. Yeah. You, I'm sure you could. That I remember. Your doctor could probably smoke while they were examining you. <laughs> I remember
1: when they, because I was a musician for a lot of years, and I, and I came up playing smoke filled bars. Yeah. And then when all the smoke went away, it was really weird to play shows. And I never smoked. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, right.
0: I forget about that. I, I, I have to say, like, I mean, when I was, because I think, well, like, when I lived in New York in my 20s, there was, you could still smoke. Yeah. Right. And I always felt like I was like, "Oh, I'm not a smoker," but then I always felt like a smoker every time you went out to a bar, right? Cuz your yeah. your clothes would stink. And like that like I think we were all I think we were all smokers even when we weren't like even if you were a non-smoker like in the 80s, 90s, well up until around right. 2000, <laughs> I think we were all smokers. Yeah. You know. I think that's and now true. and now like I don't know. I guess we're I guess it's a non-smoking world, but it's like a vaping world cuz I guess you can Now we're we're all vapors I have a hard time picturing George Burns vaping We've got the vapors Like could you picture George Burns (laughs) vaping I feel like he's too classy Yeah Thank you everyone for listening Thank you Situation Normies For listening Um, Thank you Todd Beauchamp For recording, producing, and co-hosting
1: Yeah my pleasure This is fun Uh, thank you Michael Estrin for writing the story in the first place and living it
0: yeah that's the you have to live it to tell it I guess I don't know
1: (laughs) and shout out to Larry wherever he is in the universe
0: yeah big shout out to my dad yeah yeah miss you Larry me too
1: alright thanks for listening we'll see you next week